You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Dimitri. Oh, it's our guest list. All right, it's 12.59. Let's do this. All right. <clears throat> All right. Are we ready to get this thing going? Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, it's so weird to hear that through our headphones. I know, it is strange. Okay. Um, I think we still got some music going. I think, oh yeah, he's shutting it off. It's okay, fine. cool. It's only 12.59, Greg. It's 12.59. No, okay. we have to start right on time, Sarah. Which means since we're about ready to start, Sarah's going to have to go to the bathroom right now, I'm sure. <laughs> that is such a weird <laughs> reference. Don't stick to that. Well, for people that listen to the show, okay. you know. Okay. No, it's, that was just weird. This is weird with an audience of people staring mm-hmm. at us. How do you feel, Sarah? Thanks. Are you nervous? Thanks for pointing that okay. out. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Uh, are we? Uh, are you guys ready for a podcast? All right. So, uh, as we said, you know, feel free, get drinks, talk, whatever. I mean, Mill it's amongst fine. Yourselves. Mill you amongst yourselves. Mill amongst yourselves. We want you to have fun. Yeah. So uh, all that is included in this. So we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today. We've got. Why don't we start the show and then you can say all that? Oh, stuff. let's start the show yeah. first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. We already have a boo. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, you ready? Ready. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm not gonna lie, it was a little awkward sitting there with you watching it at the same time. I did not like that one bit. No, I mean, I that remember. Was, was that your idea? Because that was a terrible idea. It was idea. my idea, but I didn't <laughs> realize it'd be uncomfortable to people sitting in a room watching many people. Uh, Yes, uh, engage in uh, engage in the things engage that they were, engaging, that they were in. engaging in. But nonetheless, though, I feel like that was good preparation for what's coming up uh, in the very, next couple of days. I'm very nervous. now you know what's going to be happening. All right, oh, uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, are they going to clap or not? I don't we know. We don't know what we're doing either. Yeah. We're all working through this right now. <laughs> uh, I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah hello. X. Dillon. Thank hello. you so much for coming out today to the Fun Employment Radio Experience. Except why do we, Greg and I were talking about this before, like, could we have come up with a douchier name for it? I know, it is, it is, I know, we just kind of ran with it. uh, Well, we needed something, so that's what we landed on. I want to bring that up, too, because I I did have a couple of ideas with that. But first off, welcome to Landmark Saloon for our first ever uh, live show here. We are so excited to be here, and thank you, everyone, for coming out today. I want you guys to give yourselves a round of applause first. That's... Clap for yourselves. Clap for yourselves. Um, and uh, of course, we have some fine sponsors today, Sarah. Some delicious sponsors. Some delicious sponsors. I will, uh, of note, I'm having a refreshing small town brewery, not your mom's iced tea right here. Which is very refreshing and huge, I must say. It's very It delightful. is huge. That's what she said. All right. Um, also, also, Monkey Shoulder Scotch. And yeah. big thank you to Monkey Shoulder for sponsoring us today. So we've got... Uh, Drink specials up there right now. It is, I think it's nine bucks for one of these and a monkey shoulder scotch, which is a hell of a deal. And that's going to be a big problem for me about 4.30 today. Yeah, it's going to be a fun bingo day later. <laughs> oh yeah, bingo's going to be nuts. Tequila guy is going to be scotch guy. It's scotch today. guy today. Scotch okay. guy. Uh, but yeah, so, so bingo will be coming later. We've got a ton of stuff lined up for you today on this show. We're going to talk about a few different things. We're going to do some of our normal segments. We've got a musical performance by the Praetorians oh at the end of God. this. Oh my God. So fucking stoked. 
uh, the guys that killed me three times in a music video, yet still I invited them in here. So uh, so all that's going to be coming up in the show. But we were talking about this with the Fun Employment Radio experience, and we, we've been wanting to do live shows like this before. Um, oh, which I didn't hit uh, transition on the video. Okay, now we're on video. Um, so <laughs> I already screwed up. I already screwed up. So, uh, but we were thinking, you know, Fun Employment Radio experience. This would be like, you know, watching us live and living the lives of Fun Employment Radio, which is just a weird Which concept. it does, it does seem so, kind of self-indulgent because we're doing what we're doing, but in front of people. It did, yeah, it pretty seems, much. But it's all right. We like it. We like it. But I was thinking about it, like, what if we did have, like, a reality show where, where it did follow us around? And I, I was wondering if my life would be good for it, it or not. not. It I, would. I don't think so. Because it would, like, start up. You know, with me waking up in a panic every day because, as we all know, I'm a little high strung and I drank a lot of coffee before this. So you drank so much coffee. I think Sam had to like do another pot because you were drinking. So probably, much. Um, but, but I would wake up in a panic. And you know, if you don't know this, I live in a house in Jesus. Southeast Portland, and <laughs> everybody knows. And I live in a converted attic. That's my room. That's my oh lot my in life. Keelan is going to actually real life murder you at some point. I know it's weird having Keelan yelling at me not in the chat. He's always yelling person. at you through the chat. Yeah, this is a little bit more intimidating. Um, but yeah, so you know, it would like follow me downstairs, and like I'm, I was thinking about like what would today look like, and. As we all know, you know, I've had my meth head neighbors. I had my ongoing battle with meth head neighbors for 10 years. Mm. I won the war. They moved out finally. But then... Did they, you, though? Did you win the war? Well, they just left. Yeah. I really, I don't know who wins in that Or thing. died or something. Or died. They <laughs> yeah, could have died. One of the two. Uh, but now I've got these, uh, my Russian gangster neighbors, which I probably shouldn't talk about and in public. And we're actually kind of close to your house, and maybe, like, they are infiltrating this, and you don't know it. It's a very good possibility. Yeah. I got a horror story about... Um, Russian gangsters the other day. So I'm, I'm kind of worried, but I've already talked about it on the show enough now. It's, it's my lot. You're, you're already marked. But every day, and this is because of my paranoia of my neighborhood, you know, I, I have a back window that overlooks their uh, yard. And so I share a fence with these guys. And they kind of moved in maybe six months ago. And one of their main things that they do is they, uh, they steal cars, I believe. I believe they're stolen they, cars. They borrow them. They borrow cars. And then dismantle I, them. And then Legally, I can't skeletons. say they're stolen, but yeah. they have a lot of cars that are parked outside, and they've got this backyard where they have their fire pits, and they'll have like bonfires that last for maybe 20 minutes, and then they suddenly put them out, mm. so where they burn the bodies, I'm assuming. But I, I look over there, and... Wait, you know, this is recently. They're back. They're back. No, no. The, they kind of went through a lull for a little bit, but now they're back and in action. And I talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago... If you, if you miss that, where now they've got different characters. Because I used to name the methods different kind of characters. There was the sweeper who would always clean up afterward. Mm. And there was the, the alpha guy who would lay on a mattress on this shed in their backyard and, like, overlook his meth kingdom. Oh, I remember him. And so now with the, the Russians, you know, there's, there's already Viggo Mortensen from Eastern Promises is the one guy that's out you there. You were very specific uh, about him looking th- like that's that. That's what he looks like. Okay. And then there's also Ponytail Guy, who's the kid that lives there. And there's Tracksuit Dude, who comes over and yells at Ponytail Guy. And so there, there are these characters that are over there, and I look out from my backyard every day and, and kind of look over there just to see what they're up to. So this is so if you were had like a show about your life, this is what it would be. Just this is what it would follow. Into somebody else's yeah. yard. Yeah. I also never wear shirts when I'm at home, so uh, so I'd be shirtless throughout this thing, and and I go out there, but I forget. Like I, I treat looking into their place as though it's a one way mirror, and they can't see me. So I, I look through my window at them, and I just stare and try to figure out what they're up to because I'm basically a 70-year-old lady who's a busybody. And, <laughs> and I stare over there, and I, I look into their yard and try to figure it out. 
And usually they never look my way. But this morning, I went down into my kitchen and I'm doing my usual thing, shirtless, staring through my kitchen window. <laughs> like a picture like eating some and Cheetos or something. Yeah, You're like, got a carb up for the day. There's Cheetos. Well, I hide the Cheetos because that's okay. shame food. I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to see me. But yes, I do eat Cheetos. In well, the it was, they thought uh, it was a one-way mirror. I mean, it's fine. Exactly. So, so I'm observing them. And as I'm looking back there, they're in the backyard, clearly discussing something. I don't know what, whatever they're doing. And, uh, and this is how it normally goes. And I just try to keep my eye out like, what are they up to today? But today, one of them, ponytail guy, looks over and looks directly at me oh, as I'm standing shirtless in my kitchen, staring at them, and points to the other guys, and all three of them turn around and looked at are me. Are you kidding me? It was my worst nightmare. You have pushed it way too far. What are oh, you doing? No, it's like like the National Geographic guys, like if they're out there filming, it's like, okay, yeah, they're oh, seeing Oh, there's the, like a lion or something? Yeah, all a of lion. A turn and but the lion right turns around and looks at you, and you're like, oh, shit, oh. I'm not camouflaged anymore. No. And so all four of them are just staring at me as I'm sitting there staring at them and I froze for a minute. I'm like, oh God, they, they become self-aware. They know that I'm here now. And, uh, and I just, I didn't know what to do. Like I couldn't like pull the shades. They're all staring at me, you know, the tracks. Did you like pretend guys. to busy yourself with something on the counter in front of you? I, well, no, that's the problem. I froze. You have to, okay. I froze and I just stared at first and tracksuit guys smoking his cigarette, staring at me, plotting, you know, where they're going to bury my body. And, and I, I just kind of, I froze for a minute, probably way too long. It felt like it was a minute, but it was probably like 10 seconds. That's weird. Are you like locked eyes the whole time? Or Yeah, he's just staring at me, and I don't know what to do. So I just slowly started kind of backing away. <laughs> <laughs> I just backed out of the, like backed out of the shot and, and then didn't know what to do. So I avoided going into my kitchen for the rest of the morning just because I didn't <laughs> want to see them. I would sprint past it to go upstairs. But I was thinking about it. He's almost 40, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And terrified of my neighbors. And so I was like, well, now that they've seen me, now that they're aware of my presence like this, and they know that I stare at them shirtless, like, who's creepier in this situation? You are so the creepy neighbor. They probably go to their, like, Russian gang meetings, and they're like, hey, this weird (laughs) fucking dude lives next door to us. Yeah. And so now it's like, so what do I do? Do I, do I, am I going to have... You don't do anything. Like, stop. I feel like, I mean, I can't, like, avoid leaving my house forever. Because I'm going to have to walk by them because they sit outside all day. And now they're going to, now I'm, I'm going to know they've seen me shirtless staring at them. So it's really awkward. You keep bringing up the shirtless thing. Like, I feel like it's important it's detail. It's weird. It's weird. You should have waved, Greg. <laughs> you should have waved. Smile at him. Eat a Cheeto. Because <laughs> you guys are aware of each other at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- that's the thing. Like, now do I, do I have to go over there and talk to them about it? Or do I have to? No. No. Do I have to approach them? No. Like, Don't know. I, I'm wondering if maybe I should I'd like. I think anyone who's telling you to approach them wants you to die. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think you should Sarah do that. Sarah will tell the story. This is the last <laughs> podcast that ever happened. So, so I'm like, do I need to go over and, and you know, maybe maybe that was like a bonding moment? So maybe now did they're they like. Did they look like they were bonding no, with they you? Not, no. no, they did not. <laughs> they did not look like that. But do I need to like go over and offer like a gift like or, or like become like, I I'm no. feel so awkward about it. Like, I'm I'm the kind of guy, like, since I'm paranoid about that, that you actually, I'll leave my house the other way. So I think I never you have actually got some leverage at this point because you were worried that they, you know, that they weren't intimidated by you. Now you are the weird guy That's staring it. at them shirtless through a window, like, eating whatever it is, just slowly staring. So like, <laughs> I think that you accomplished what you wanted to do, which is, like, maybe intimidated them. Maybe, maybe, oh, maybe they're intimidated by me. Or maybe they, they probably want to stay away from you. So that's like, it. That dude's weird. So what I should do is every morning do don't, that. I go up know. there and like I can set up a lawn chair like on my counter and just stare at them. 
But I mean, in all honesty, these are Russian cakes. I really yeah, they think really you are. should be poking at them. Uh, prob- like, probably not. I think you just... I feel like I've gone this far now. I mean, at least there's enough publicity if something happens. Maybe only... It's either going to be you or the Russians oh, yeah, that takes me out. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm in cahoots with the Russians and you don't be. know it. That could be. Cahoots, I tell you. So anyway, if, they, if there were a Flying Plummet radio experience of my life, that's what it would be. And I'm like, eh. It's very sad. It, it is kind of sad. Yeah. yeah, in a way. That's all right. Mine was just like eating cereal and watching Jane the Virgin rerun, so... Okay, well, at least you're off of Party of Five now. Mm, that's I good. am, thank God, I'm finished with that. Uh, so so that's that was part of it. But I was thinking about it last night, too. So Sarah and I are getting ready to go to Mexico with a bunch of friends in, like, less than two days. Oh, my God. Like, basically tomorrow, middle of the night. Yes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And... Um, you know, we're going down there, and I booked the place for everybody. And I and I, this is not a joke. Greg booked it. I and booked Greg, it. Greg, tell everybody what it might or might not be. Well, so I've never done an all-inclusive before, and I was like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll try that out. That sounds fun. And then I'm like, well, there's going to be a bunch of kids at resorts. Well, here's the adults-only one. Why don't we book that one? And then I realized we may have booked us, I may have booked us into a swingers resort. So it's potentially. <laughs> it's potentially I've looked because at, it's not, and I've looked it up. It's not like it, it isn't called a swingers resort, but there are some reviews that uh, kind of go <laughs> along with that idea. Yeah. So Greg, of course, because when it comes to swingers, he always goes to Eyes Wide Shut and goes to rich people. It is. I'm obsessed with the idea that you are so obsessed with it. I think that anybody. I don't know what the dollar value is you have to get to, but I assume all rich people have secret Eyes Wide Shut parties, and that's what they do. Okay, and so that's, I've known Greg for years, and for years. I've heard him fucking talking about this eyes wide shut stuff. Which and I just, I, I don't want to participate. I just want to know that it's What, happening. you just want to watch? I don't know. See, and that's yeah, weird too. That is. That's kind of weird too. So, he, so he's always talked about this and we were getting all of this stuff ready for today and for bingo later and uh, also like just prepping stuff for Mexico. And Greg's like, oh, you know, we were looking for movies to watch in the background. And sure enough, one of them that was available was Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> and so we're like, well, this is, a, maybe we should watch this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't ever watch Eyes Wide Shut with your friends, first of all. <laughs> it was so awkward. It was. It's like, what, as soon as like, it gets to, because it's very slow. It's first of all. I mean, and yeah. I love Stanley Kubrick. And if you don't know it, yeah, it's Stanley Kubrick. It's Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And it's just and Nicole Kidman trying to be sexy and saying "fuck" a lot. It's just that's super <laughs> annoying. But then it finally gets to the party scene, and Greg's like, "Oh, Sarah, all right, here, here comes the party scene." <laughs> and he's like, "You got to pay attention. Here's the party scene." So it's me. Well, you, your side job, you cater waiter. I mean, this I could be cater, something you'll encounter at some point. So it's me, Greg. And Greg's roommate, Chris, and we're sitting in there and it just, it gets to the part, the, the, if you haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut, spoiler, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. So you go in and they're all like in robes and they're chanting and then, you know, they're like the skinniest girls you've ever seen with like big fake boobs and they're like all naked and everyone's wearing masks. And, um, it is, it, it was like watching a porn, but people with masks in it. And it's very uncomfortable to sit with your friends watching that yeah, in the room. It got, it was, you like, know, I didn't even know what to do because like, you want to laugh because you feel really awkward. Well, and in my mind, I've referenced this movie so much. <laughs> just, But I only really saw it once, like years ago. I know. I'm like, as, okay, it's, as it's happening, I'm like, why are we watching rich this? Rich people have eyes wide shut parties. That's what they do. Yeah. And so so uh, we're watching it and, I'm, and it is, it's real 
hyper sexual. I mean, you you're pretty much watching a porn. And yeah, it's the three of us, my roommate Chris and us two, sitting on these couches watching this, and it's and we're all quiet, and it just gets really. And then I awkward. kept like playing with it because Chris has a new puppy, so I kept like playing with the puppy, so I wouldn't have to watch the thing, and I'm just like trying to. <laughs> it's like when you get through it. It's like when you watch a movie with your parents, and there's like a sex scene that oh comes on. Oh my god! Like I'll get up and leave the room. I oh. will. I will just. Uh, I watched Donnie uh, Darko with my mom once, and there's that masturbation scene where he's looking at. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming, so I'm like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, and like ran out of the room, and then like made sure to come back after. Well, it was when, done. when I was a kid, my parents, we watched, um, what's the one with uh, Demi Moore, you know, she's dead, Ghost. Oh. And the, oh. even that scene, this, they're a little bit better now, but... We both have Catholic guilt, by the way. Yeah, a lot of Catholic guilt. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, there was that scene, you know, where the... Where they're doing the yes, play or whatever. The scene, yes, yeah. the play. Uh, my parents made me leave the room. <laughs> so, like, no, Greg and Jeff, go to your room so you can't watch this part. And I've watched it since. I'm like, nothing really happens. No, but, they're in love and they make sweet love. It's okay. So, yeah, so ever since then, I think I have a stigma watching those kinds of scenes with other people around. <laughs> then why did you suggest <laughs> I switched? <laughs> I realized my mistake as soon as it happened, but no, then it was like, Sarah, too then late. you'll totally get the references. And after it was, and then it just kind of ends, by the way. It wasn't a very, like, there's just this big sex party, and then that's it. And I'm like, okay, what is happening? Yeah, and then, it, and it. then it was too late. It was already happening, so I had to commit. And then I didn't know what to do, so I just stared straight ahead. But then it looks like I'm really it into it. It did look like you were into it. It uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I could tell he was uncomfortable. He's not saying anything, and he's not smiling, because I'm trying to, like, laugh to disarm. And he's like... <laughs> I was not heavy breathing, like staring at it. A little bit. No, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like back in college, I had some oh, some roommates God. and friends, and they would for I some reason, that. yeah, they all Ew. liked to watch porn together, like in a group setting, and it was really. Please, always... show of hands. Does anyone watch porn with their friends? No. All right. Nobody's going to oh, admit it. No, nope. <laughs> we have three hands. We have three hands in okay, here. Okay, three right. people. So like ten percent. <laughs> I mean, and if that's what you're into, that's fine. For me, you know, if I can't even watch Ghost around people, it's it's really uncomfortable. So, so in college, we would oh, have these guys. Too sexy. Yeah, we would have these guys who would watch it, and there was there was one dude. Oh, I don't God like bless him. him he would. We had this common room that we would they would put on these porns in, and he would always lay flat on the ground and just do a little twisting like this, throughout. <laughs> I hate it. He always talks about the guy who would wiggle around on the carpet as He'd they were wiggle, all. And I'd be sitting in the back. I'm like, God, why am I even in here? Why were so... you in there? You could leave. I had a peer pressure. I'm like, I'm easily influenced. I'm like, everybody else is doing it. I must. That's I'm a weird the wrong dichotomy. Do you realize that like ghost makes you uncomfortable, but you watch porn with a bunch of frat guys? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that just doesn't really I'm, go hand. Uh, Again, this is why a fun employment rate experience in my life would be terrible. Yeah. But so, so we were watching that and like last night, and it was just really weird, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, so what if we are going to a swingers resort? How are you going to handle it? I don't. I'm not going to. I do, we're not going to be forced to do anything, right? Put your passport in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think I, I, I don't even know. Like with I, well, now that I know the Eyes Wide Shut references, unfortunately, uh-huh. Like, you have to be super... I mean, we're not super rich, so maybe they're going to be like, oh, those are the poories. The poor, the poor people. <laughs> they got, like, they got a, they got a discounted rate, which we did. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But, see, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know, like, you'd have to wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. So I, I Are don't... you packing a mask? Are you no, I'm not going to bring a mask. <laughs> <laughs> just... Do you have, like... <laughs> do you have an emergency mask just in case? And you're like, oh, maybe this is going to lead to something. No, no, because, again, it's the weird thing. I don't want to be involved. Oh, oh, I could yeah. borrow a wrestling mask, but see, wear, like, then mask. I'm going to show up and just walk around with a luchador mask in Mexico, and, and it's going to seem like, kind of weird. Out of the resort. Yeah, 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 it's it's going to be it's going to be a strange experience. But yeah, we're 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 heading out to that in just a couple of days. Oh, What's that? Speedo. That's all you're going to do. 
Did oh, you buy God. a speedo? We no, were... I cannot wear a speedo. I thought about it. I'm, I'm just far too hairy didn't to pull you, that off. But you, like, it's have... just really that's the bottom line. <laughs> well, you have. Didn't you go to a beach too? Where you're talking about where you've actually just gone to a nude beach and you were, I, ha- and you I were did naked. It, I did it one time. One time I went to a nude beach. Has anybody in here been to a nude beach? Okay. You yeah. are all very comfortable people with yourselves. I am not. Well, I mean, look so, at them. They're all beautiful. Exactly. nothing to be I'm, yeah, embarrassed about. I'm this hairy guy in, and it was in Croatia that I went to it. And it was one time I'm like, okay, I'm never going to encounter anybody that I know here. This is going to be fine. And, and I went out there to it, but I have no experience really being in the sun at all, but let alone nude. And I didn't think about, you need suntan lotion in a lot of places to make that work. <laughs> And so I, I went out there, I'm laying out, I'm like, okay, I found, found like, I basically hid behind rocks, which is also creepy, on this rock beach. Like, <laughs> so, like so, I swear so, I'm shy, I'm not, it. I'm just not trying to peep. It's just this random hairy nude guy laying on a beach, <laughs> staring up. And, and I, um, I did not properly put suntan lotion on. And it was one of the most painful experiences of my life for the rest of that time. So I learned my lesson. On that, I'm probably better off just wearing full coverage out in the sun. Are you going to wear like a big sun hat and everything? I don't know if I'll wear the sun hat. Like I don't a, know. Like I don't nice know. Bathing robe? Uh, yeah, that's, well, I could wear the bathing robe. Yeah. That's true. I uh, see, I'm debating since we're going down there, you know, I talked about how I'm going to be tequila guy because every, if you don't know, I'm into tequila now. I've decided this. Um, probably Except because. Except for today, he's into scotch. Probably, yes. Oh, yeah, I'm into scotch today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I'm down there, you know, I was talking about how I want to be. You know the the tequila guy down there. So I got to get like a cowboy hat and like a frilly shirt, like Have a wavy shirt. Have you done shirt. any of this? No, okay. I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Okay. Oh, your frilly but, shirt and cowboy hat. Yeah, okay. yeah. But okay. see, so then if it's if it's not a swingers resort, you know, I can sit up there and I can be the cool guy. I got to get some big shades. Got to get my cowboy hat, my billowy shirt. Because that's what I have to wear when I go when I go down to Mexico. No, a billowy shirt, and then you know you probably can't talk to me because you will cramp my style. That's okay. When I'm when I'm there, so this is all gonna. I think it's all gonna work out for me. You can sit like on the other side of the pool for me. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> what I'm not gonna be though is nude. I won't be the nude guy. You know I don't think I, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to be nude at the place we're at. It's adults only, Sarah. I mean, you know. I don't knows? think that means like adults only. You can walk around naked. Does oh, it? God. I, I'm assuming you can. I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of naked people. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm assuming so. I, that's, that's just what's, what's in my oh mind my as far God, as this. Oh, my God, you are. You did know this was a swingers club. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea what we booked. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, definitely, we're going to see naked people. Okay. All right, well, we were talking about tequila, but today we are talking about scotch. We've got monkey shoulder scotch here, which I think, uh, Sarah, it's time to have a sip of scotch. And we've I know. Got, I think our pal Nick is going to come up and hang out with us for a we've second. We've got uh, our buddy Nick from Woo! the Landmark Saloon, everyone. Um, Nick is also, if you can't notice, he's like the coolest guy that we've ever met. And he is. It's always nice to hang out with him. Oh, we get more scotch. I didn't even drink this one oh, yet. Oh, God. Like, I, did I say 4.30? I'll be in trouble. I mean 2.30. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we've got Monkey Shoulder Scotch, Woo-hoo! fine sponsor here. So big shout out to them. Thank and, you. And that also, round of applause. Yes. Junior, thank you so much. Thank you, Junior. And, and then here's our, our wonderful friend, Nick, of course, from Landmark Saloon. Oh, Hi. oh cheers. I turned on your microphone there. That would probably Hi, help a bit. Okay, there we go. Yep. Hi, Nick. Thank you for joining us. Of course. And thank you for allowing us to do this live show. We're already having so much fun. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are here. Well, we're Sweet. glad to be here. Well, we're here a lot, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has no choice in the matter. Actually, we didn't even ask permission. We just showed up and started We just kind of had in. all of our shit out front, and we're like, Nick, yeah. can we do a live show? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, so uh, Nick, this monkey shoulder scotch, which is delicious. Do you know what monkey shoulder means? 
Uh, yeah, it means, if I remember correctly, back in the day when you used to have maltsters do the thing there, you uh, had this big stick, and you were moving the malt around with it, and you'd end up getting a condition known as monkey shoulder, which was a big shoulder that looked like a monkey shoulder, apparently. A giant monkey shoulder. Yeah, so that's the monkey shoulder thing. And what this is, is a blend of Glenfiddich scotch. Um, and Balvenie and Balvenie, Balvenie? yeah, Balvenie? right. Yeah. So it's a blend. And it's uh, I just learned it's a non-grain scotch, so it's more of a whiskey. So okay. non-grain. All right, yeah, people actually exactly. have samples, so why yeah. don't y'all so try uh, it out. take a sip now that you know where Monkey Shoulder comes from and what it tastes like. This is really it is absolutely refreshing, delicious. It's kind of you know, it's like an intro scotch. It's kind of like a scotch for like say. Uh, a tequila guy would like a scotch like this. Yes. Yeah, it does make sense. So, so if a guy primarily likes tequila, he can still drink yeah, a scotch still, like this. It's just a nice whiskey. Like if you're into Irish whiskey, it's you know it's just one country over, really. Let's be honest. <laughs> so yeah, close. yeah. So I close. mean, it's so. the same difference, I'm sure, right? No. Well, if you're you know if if the scotch isn't enough. You could maybe try 24 ounces. <laughs> I didn't realize how big they were. <laughs> of uh, not your mom's iced tea. So in case that scotch is enough. I mean, they pair so well together. Nick, yeah. I hear that there's a special. I heard they're $9 <laughs> today. If $9 you, for both? For both. These? Rumor has it. These deals are hot, hot, Real hot, hot. deals. So... Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. we've grown up so yeah. much. As our friend Kristen said, we have we've come a long way from Mickey's. Look at yeah. us! Look at us now, yeah. motherfucker! We're adults. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We because yeah, when we first started off our shows, like what I don't know, a million years ago, yeah. seven years ago, um, that was one of the things Sarah would do. Is every day we recorded in my spare bedroom, which was our first studio. And every day, every day I'd go to the Rite Aid on 39th and Division, and every day I'd see the same woman. I'd go and get two Mickey's at like 8:30 in the morning, and she's like, "Oh, hi!" And she stopped judging me after a while. I think she just didn't yeah. want to know. And but now, but now our palates are more refined, Greg. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It's amazing we've made it this far, starting off mm-hmm. drinking Mickey's for every show. That was a yeah. lot. Well, we've made it this far because of people like Nick, who have been super supportive of us, and we just love him so much. Thank you so much. You got it. Thank you, Mr. Nick. Cheers. 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 All right, oh my gosh, right. there's so much scotch. Here's some refills of your cheers. scotch oh, here. Geez. So okay. there's their scotch. All right. there's their scotch. All right, you got to be tequila guy last go. time. Maybe I'll be Scotchy yeah. Sarah. Ooh, Scotchy Sarah. That's <laughs> yes. got a good ring to it. It does All right. have a good ring. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Well, we have uh, some of our regular segments that we do on the show, and we've never we done do. these people live. People want to hear them. I don't know. Uh, would stuff. anybody like to hear some World of Crazy? Yeah. All right. Sarah. I pulled some stories. Very excited. All right, let me get my stories up. Hello, my friends. Hi. Oh my God, somebody said hi back. (laughs) My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Yeah. All right, first up. This is kind of a depressing fact. So I've been saying this is from a few days ago, but I've been well, saying you're going it off this. right with depressing. Well, one, not right? depressing, depressing. I'm not gonna make it depressing, depressing, but okay. a little sad. Did you know that seven percent of adult Americans think that chocolate milk comes from brown cows? Oh God! <laughs> that is roughly 22 million Americans believe oh. that chocolate milk only comes from brown cows. That is so absolutely disturbing. This is over a thousand people polled, ages 18 and over. Again, adults. Uh, were interviewed for a survey which sought to examine people's view on the role of dairy products in their diet and daily lives. 
So the findings suggest that 22 million Americans link milky brown milk to chocolate-covered, or chocolate-colored cows. That is, no, I mean, I Don't will say this. Don't you have a weird thing about chocolate no, milk? No, I'll say this, and this is uh, my own fact about chocolate milk. It's not a fact, by is, the way. Is that I was always told it's the bad milk, and then they just dye it, so it's like the like curdly, like, it's got weird stuff in it. No, and that's the he thing. He put me that's off why of chocolate always, milk for so long You always make that. your own chocolate milk. Somebody told me that when I was a kid. I had a friend who used to tell me all kinds of facts. And so Wait, I believe you, every one of them. Stop saying facts as if they're things. No, they weren't. Yeah. No, well, this is what he, t- he also told me that uh, Mount Jefferson was going to erupt and cover us all in mud. He would tell me this stuff on the bus when I was coming home from school. It's my buddy Gavin from uh, from Courage. So, oh yeah. So uh, Gavin would tell me all these things. You know, that was one of them. He also told me that a UFO came and stole his parents' chickens in the middle of the night, and I believed it. He was, like, so great at telling the story that, you know, they would suck up. And you're up. so gullible. Yeah, and I believed every word while I was on the bus. So he told me a UFO came and hovered over their yard in the night and had a big vacuum that sucked up their chickens. And I, and I believed it. I'm like, holy shit, that's How that's long horrible. did you believe this? Did he have to tell you that it wasn't true? No. No, I believed it for a long time until I actually thought it through. I'm like, there's no way a UFO came. <laughs> like, they wouldn't have a vacuum. Why would they want chickens? Like, it, <laughs> like, so that's how, that's how you came to that conclusion. No, that's how it works. And I would come home and, like, when he told me about Mount Jefferson erupting and covering us all in mud, which you can see Mount Jefferson from my parents' house, I came home crying to my mom about how we're all going to die because Gavin said we're going to get covered in mud. Did Gavin's mom get a call from Greg's mom? No. My mom was just like, did Gavin tell you that? She's like, don't believe Gavin. Don't believe Gavin. But, but Gavin also told me that chocolate milk is full of like weird like parts of that's the cow enough. and like that is enough. blood that is and not like true. curdled things. So that's in my mind. You no, and that's in my mind because you told me that years ago and See? I know it's not true. It's, it's the Gavin same fact. exact milk. It's Gavin except fact. Except for it's from brown cows. Yes. Of course. Clearly. So there we go. <laughs> Uh, out of Gainesville, Florida, I was so hoping to find a Port St. Lucie story, oh. but I only found one from Gainesville. Alas, only from Gainesville. Well, a Florida woman has been arrested after stealing money from the city to get herself a butt lift. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would you steal money? Uh, she's accused of stealing money uh, to lift her butt. A report released this past week said that she stole $93,000 from the city of Gainesville, wow. where she was a city employee. And she used roughly $9,000 of that on her cosmetic uh, surgery. So it's nine grand for a butt lift? Nine grand, apparently, for a butt lift. Uh, Let's see her name's, let's see, Mary Clark. Uh, She also used city money for her cable bill, food, highway tolls, a television, and other expenses, but she spent the majority of it on her butt implants. Uh, She was fired shortly before she was arrested and charged with larceny and scheme to defraud, and she has pleaded not guilty. What would you spend the money on if you stole 90 grand? Like, I what's mean, the first thing you would buy? Clearly, I wouldn't, wouldn't steal it. Well, if you came across 90 grand. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Okay. Probably... Uh, not probably, a butt lift? Is that what you're saying? I would not... I, I have plenty of butt. I don't <laughs> Show of hands, who would get a butt lift? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Oh, I see one. There's Was a there butt, one? There's okay. a, I think Charlie. Ben? Okay, no. Charlie wants yeah. one. All right. Uh, Sean also in the back would steal 90 there grand for a butt lift. Maybe not steal, but if you had 90 grand, a butt lift would be what you I mean, did. I think that would be very... Lo- I, that would not be on my list at all. Okay. I don't think I'd do that. All right. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if there's any cosmetic surgery I would do for that, for 90 grand. I'm debating about it. Would you, would you get, like, hair implants? I don't need hair implants. It's kind of, That's, I mean... My hair's fine. I'm, it's really it, sweaty right now, but it's... starting to wear a hat a lot more? I'm not... No. I, my hair is all there. It's just Do you remember when sweaty. Tim Riley thought you were bald for two years because you would never take <laughs> off your stocking cap? <laughs> it's true. When we did the morning show, the Rick Emerson show, uh, yeah, I would come in every morning. It'd be like four in the morning or three in the oh, morning when so we get early. three. 
I think, and I would always wear my stocking cap. And we did the show for like six months, and then finally one day it was warm enough, I took my hat off, and Tim Riley was just shocked. Tim's like, oh, you've got like, hair. You've got hair. I just assumed you were bald. And so that's the entire time. So now I, I became obsessed with people thinking I was bald. Not that there's anything wrong with being bald. There's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. But Sarah keeps telling me I'm going bald, and I don't well, I'm just so saying, I mean, you know, it can... Hair transplants aren't all that bad. I don't want hair transplants. Well, what would you what would you do though with the ninety two thousand, ninety eight thousand, ninety thousand? It's a good question. I mean, I would probably you'd probably do something logical like pay off your mortgage or your something else. Mm, I would hire a driver number one. Yes. I would hire a hype man that would walk in everywhere I go, like before I came in, just to like make it apparent that I'm that I'm walking in and like spread like so I could be like a mysterious guy in the corner. You know, that's what I would want to be. So I'd have somebody, I would what sit would in the corner. What would the hype corner. man do? Oh, the hype man would like spread rumors. Like, did you hear that Greg Noah's coming in here tonight? You know, do you and keep then like, like your actual name? No, I probably wouldn't. Because that doesn't sound very I'd probably like, go by a name like Snake or something like that. You're like, do you hear that Snake's here? Snake's good. Yeah, I would Is probably Snake go by a name like Snake. Snake's good. Yeah. Snake's in the house. Yeah, see? And then, then this guy would be like, do you hear about this Snake guy? And then all the ladies would be like, oh, ooh, he's mysterious. And do you sit in the corner with like a leather jacket on and like hiss? Yeah. No, I like, wouldn't hiss. I'd sit there, I'd wear glasses inside with like a, sit in the corner. I'd probably sweat a lot like I am I'd now. I'd totally then, sweat. By the way, hey, look at us. We're, yeah. We're quite this sweaty. is what we're like in the studio, just covered in sweat. But we're not used to people looking at us. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, so this is what's happening. Sarah actually dressed up for today. It's actually I, dre- I dressed up. <laughs> well, you're not wearing your workout clothes or uh, taking your shoes off, have you? Have you taken your shoes off? No. Okay. Not no. Yet. No. I did take. <laughs> I a thought sh- about it though, and then I remember people can see. I it. won't brag. I, I don't want to brag, but I did take a full body shower today. Sarah, I washed my hair and everything. Thank you. Thank you. Even uh, shaved my legs a little. Thank you. Congratulations, Thanks. Sarah. It's the little accomplishments that I matter. know. I think I nicked myself because I just bought a new fancy razor, but I'm saving my good razor for Mexico. Ah, good. So my other one's on slash legs. The eyes wide shut people will appreciate that. Yes, they will. That's yes, important. they will. All right. Uh, all right. There we go. <laughs> oh, Greg, I know you said that you're a tequila guy, but I know that you also have a deep love for avocados. It's true. You have a love affair with avocados. I do love avocados. Well, there's a trio of California men who might or might not be friends with Greg Nibbler that were arrested this week after stealing $300,000 worth of avocados That's from delicious. the produce store they worked at. That's a lot of fucking avocados. How do you... $300,000 right. in California? So let me tell you, it's three guys. They were employed uh, by a produce ripening plant in Ventura County, California. Investigators say they believe the suspects were uh, stealing avocados over the course of several months. Wow. They'd smuggle them out in their pants or in their backpacks and sell them on the side for their own profits to unsuspecting avocado customers. How much profit, though, can you get off an avocado? in California. They're like 50 cents. Well, are they still? Like, so are they selling them for like 25 cents? Like is a random guy at the bus stop like, oh, hey I'd, man, you want an avocado? I'd for like, sure buy an avocado. Avocados are expensive. <laughs> like who's gonna, I, well no, not in California though. They're not that bad. Are you sure? You, you don't Maybe. know that for sure. I mean, what's the price of a street avocado? I, I don't know what a street <laughs> like, avocado goes for. I mean, I would pay, if somebody, yeah. I will admit, if somebody was at the bus stop and offered me an avocado for 50 cents, <laughs> I would probably buy it. Okay, Ooh, I'd probably do it. I totally would too. But you have to feel it first to see if it's squishy or not. Yeah, yeah that's true. Can't get a hard avocado. You're really bad at picking out avocados. I'm terrible at it. All right, so uh, the police say that the trios who stole the avocados, uh, so usually the avocados are about $50 a box, uh, but they would sell the boxes for 20 to $30. Oh, yeah, I'd totally buy them. Uh, I totally would too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so they would sell those and they were pocketing the cash. So they are being held accountable for thousands of illegal transi- uh, yeah, transactions. For selling their thousands of avocados. All right. Said the reason they did it is because they are in demand and everybody loves avocados. 
It's true. It's true. Unless 300 grand, though. That's a that's a pretty impressive number. I know. Of avocados. Yeah. All right. All right. So I have I found this story a couple days ago, and I feel like it's ridiculous. All right. So this is going from eating food like delicious avocados to not having food. So I think we talked about this like a couple of years ago on the show. Have you heard of breatharians? I don't recall exactly, but... A breatharian is someone who believes that they don't need to consume food in order to live, and they just need to consume air. Okay. So uh, there's a new breatharian couple. Sure. They're a mother and a father of two who have barely eaten for nine years are now coming forward saying that, no, people don't need to eat. You can live off, quote, the universe's energy. Oh, my God. So the husband and wife, her name is Akiha, of course, and Camilla... No, uh, her name is like Laura. Yeah, and it's, it's, I'm yeah, just called it's, Laura and Bob. Yeah. Laura and Bob <laughs> believe that food and water aren't necessary and humans can be sustained solely by the energy <sighs> of the universe. Oh, shut up. All right. <laughs> Laura and Bob, who have a five-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter together, have survived on little less than a piece of fruit or vegetable broth just two to three times per week since 2008. So they say. They are lying their asses off. You know one of them has like a secret stash of food and they just shovel it in when nobody's looking. Oh, like they it's totally a bunch of have shame jerky. food hidden all oh, yeah. over. Shame food hidden everywhere. So many places. Which that I can respect. I mean, I have. Do you respect that when someone else is shaming someone else for eating food, but then they're shame eating? Sure. They don't deserve. No, they don't deserve <laughs> shame food. No, I don't shame other people, but I am no, ashamed No, they are of, shaming other people. They're shaming other people, yeah. yeah. I understand the hiding your food for shame food, because as we did talk about Cheetos, I'm embarrassed to eat them in front of people, so I, uh, I'm embarrassed to eat any food in front of people. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And one of my many things. Uh, so <laughs> so I, I will hide the chips, and then maybe when no one's looking, that's when I'll go eat them. Like, I'll, I'll claim that I'm not buying them, but then I have to eat them fast, so I've trained myself to, like, shovel them in as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. When I'm eating the Cheetos. So I could definitely claim to be a breatharian and then easily hide my food. Well, uh, Laura, who lives between California and Ecuador with her husband, Bob, explains, humans can easily be without food as long as they are connected to the energy that exists in all things and through breathing. For years, Bob and I didn't eat anything at all. Now we only eat occasionally, like if we're in a social situation or if I simply want the taste of fruit. Oh, God. Yeah, these people need to be punched in the face. Uh, Since (laughs) breatharianism, I feel happier and healthier than I ever have. When I was younger, my weight fluctuated, but now after having two children, my body bounced back to its natural shape. Uh, So the couple, uh, clearly soulmates, met in 2005 and got married three years later, and that's when they discovered breatharianism. So, uh, yeah, they are claiming to have not eaten in eight years except for vegetable broth and fruit. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm not buying it. So they do say that they don't force their children to practice breatharianism, although they insist that their kids understand the practice. So they allow their children to eat, which is like really big of them since yeah. you know, they're raising human beings. Really nice people. Yeah. Uh, she said it would be unfair to impose breatharianism upon our children now, but maybe as they grow, they will get deeper into our practices. Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds like people that I hate. Yep. I think right. saying it, uh, just say it. You want to punch them. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. It's fine. And I like how, like, in my head, I call them Laura and Bob because I'm always thinking of Twin Peaks. Like, that, that, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. All right. Whew, it's warm in here. <laughs> hey, Greg, did I tell you it's warm in here? Yes, it's hot. Yeah, uh, yes. a little toasty. That You're is, even sweating toasty. I'm there. sweating a lot. And you don't usually. All right. I have a final story out of Modesto. Is that in California? Uh, yes. Yes. yes it is in California. Sure it is. At a beautiful Walgreens in Modesto. A Modesto Walgreens was briefly evacuated yesterday morning after a man... Set his underwear on fire in the bathroom. So this man, he's 45 years old. His name is Andrew Cheadle. uh, Was caught and arrested on two felony warrants. 
So what happened, uh, this is about 9.20 a.m. at Walgreens yesterday in, uh, in Modesto. The incident occurred. Uh, Cheadle threw his burning underwear into the <laughs> toilet, which quickly extinguished the fire, but smoke filled the bathroom, prompting the evacuation of the store. Now, the reason why he said that he lit his underwear on fire was that he said he had, quote, had an accident and was trying to get his underwear off, but he couldn't, so he decided to use his lighter to try and burn them off. Wait, what was the accident? So he was trying to burn the underwear he was off? Trying, he couldn't get his underwear off because of his accident. Good so he God. was in the wall at like 9 a.m. Like, that's a shitty start to a day. Okay, that's... A, I didn't mean to... <laughs> All right, that was so unintentional. Sir X Dillon, ladies oh and gentlemen, up here today right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if your day at 9 a.m. is starting with like you have an accident, you have to burn off your underwear in the Walgreens bathroom. That's a shit. That, okay, that's a bad day. You bad day. <laughs> <laughs> what was the accident? Does he explain? It's like, not... A, nobody that you wants have to know the details of the accident. I that's the yeah, accident. Baby. There's the accident right Is there. Is that enough to burn it off, though? I, I mean, mean, maybe it was bad. Good Lord. Maybe it was bad. I guess. Yeah, just burn it with fire. Well, Cheadle, after setting the bathroom garbage can on fire with his burning soiled underpants, admitted to several <laughs> employees that he started the fire. Well, he was found in a nearby neighborhood and was Imagine taken into custody. Imagine having to admit that afterward. Like, sir, what's going on here? I set my underwear on fire and then I had to throw it in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, he could That's way more shame than just walking out and dealing with it. He could have come up with something different because, I mean, maybe the under- oh, underwear yeah. would probably be gone at that point if he lit it on fire. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I mean, I guess, Nobody would know. I know, he didn't be like... Just blame like, some other person. He just put it on himself because now the news story is like, he had an accident, he couldn't get off his underwear and he lit it on fire and he threw it in the garbage And that can. sucks because his name is on that forever. Anytime oh, yes. you Google that guy's and name. And that man's name was Andrew Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it, my friends. It's your world of crazy. Crazy! <laughs> All right, I uh, finished one monkey shoulder scotch. You so did? So for anybody keeping track uh, at, in studio here. Oh, I still have mine. I'm already on I my I feel like it's making one. me sweat more. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. I'm sweating oh. anyway. All right, so uh, should we do... I mean, we, we, mm. this is our first time doing this live mm-hmm. show here. The Fun Employment Radio Experience. How's everybody doing? Should we do a little bit of ball talk? Um, I'm probably thinking that we should. <laughs> Not sure if those were no's or yes, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> oh, he's going for the scotch. Greg Nibbler, scotch guy. Scotch guy. Scotchy Sarah. All right, I'm Greg <laughs> Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls! All right, we just got a couple of things of ball talk here. Uh, first up is this. Uh, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? The uh, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather... Uh, the boxing champion and all-around asshole is going to be fighting uh, the UFC champion Conor McGregor in this like exhibition match. The Sounds hot like Irish guy. The hot Irish guy that our friend Kelsey is obsessed with. Yes, that's how, that's how we know who he is. Yes. Uh, so they're going to be fighting each other, and they made this big announcement. It's going to be worth basically like three hundred million dollars. They're going to rake in the money from this fight, and it's supposed to be happening on August twenty-sixth at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. One issue. They made all this press announcement about it, about how much money everybody's going to be made, uh, that everybody's going to be making, except they forgot to procure the arena. The <laughs> arena is already in use on that day by Ice Cube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Cube is having something called the Big Three Bas- Oh, the Big Three Basketball League. So that's where you've got like older players that are now in the part of this new three. By older, do you mean like what thirty-one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ancient, ancient people. Yeah that are participating in this, and and tickets are already on sale and being sold for it. So the T-Mobile Arena is in use. So as of now, they do not know where this fight is going to happen. Uh-oh. I would recommend the Landmark Saloon. I think that's where they need to come. 
487 Southeast Division. Great exactly. place. Exactly. Floyd Mayweather versus McGregor live here at the Landmark Saloon. <laughs> I'll do the promos for it if that happens. There you go. All right, moving on in ball talk. we got a couple other stories here to get to. Uh, Michael Phelps is back in the news again, not for being arrested or oh, smoking weed. Oh, the swimmy guy. The swimmy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the swimmy guy, as Sarah calls it, uh, is in the news, and he's partnering up with the Discovery Channel for Shark Week. So every year, there's Shark Week that happens with the Discovery Channel. It happens in late July. It's a week of sharks. You're a fan of Shark Week, Live every week like it's Shark Week. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Mm-hmm. By the way, just so you know, I did, uh, one of the things that we're doing in Mexico is I booked us a, um, the booze cruise thing that we're doing. Part of it is snorkeling in Mexico, in Mexican waters, and but there are sharks. There are, okay, no, I'm I not we kidding. were joking about this, there really are sharks? No, there are really sharks. I'm Where really going? not going in the water. No, you have to. You have to go in there. No. No. Is it fine? Yeah. It'll be fine. Do we get, like, caged? Like, do we get to be in a cage? Uh, no, they give us a bunch of booze, and then they throw us in the water with snorkel gear. So it's okay. That's it's it's gonna be fun. Okay. It'll be great. It's the giant squid you gotta look out for. Oh, I oh yeah, squid. giant squid. Oh no. Sarah's afraid of things that are underwater that, that might bite her or uh, take her down. Or that so. are like are underwater that shouldn't be. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Oh, who knows? It's gonna be an adventure. Uh, so anyway, uh, Michael Phelps, what he's gonna be doing as part of this is he is claiming he is going to race an actual live great white shark. In some kind of oh a race. <laughs> so they haven't announced that is how ridiculous. this is going to happen, whether it's going to be. Because uh, you can swim in, like, a, I know I brought it up, like a shark cage, right? That's Don't probably swim what it's going to be, is they'll have a cage that'll roll along while he races some kind of a, a great white shark. But this is what's going to be happening in July. I will. I actually want to watch that more than I want to watch Mayweather versus McGregor. Oh, I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Shark versus Phelps. That's going to be happening shark <laughs> this, v. Phelps. this summer. All right, um, moving on in ball talk. You know, a big uh, celebrity that we're a fan of, uh, R.I.P. here from Fun Employment Radio. Oh, he was such a sweet spirit. Was, uh, was Paul the Octopus. Now, you may remember Paul the Octopus. <laughs> he had a song written about him. <laughs> this means Sarah has to go to the bathroom. I am holding it. <laughs> I love this song so much. <laughs> if you listen to on the podcast, this is always the song where Sarah has to go oh, to the bathroom. Wait, you already somehow, said it once. All right. No, somehow she can run down to the bathroom in the in the building where our studio is, pee and come back. And all wash my hands. This amount of time. Yeah, that's, that's. I do. Don't you dare, you fucking liar. No, because I worked in commercial radio for a long time, and you only had like a minute and a half to actually run to the bathroom between commercial breaks. So this, to... this song is 1 minute 16 seconds. Maybe we'll need a challenge for you to see if you can do that. That is not... Okay, gonna... no. That... All right. Really? We won't do that. Now no. she's mad at me. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Paul the Octopus, RIP. <laughs> well, we have somebody else to take our hearts now, and it is the Psychic Sea Lion. So <laughs> the Psychic Sea Lion is, uh, is now uh, taking the place. That's no Paul. His name is Watson, and Watson... <laughs> has been predicting the uh, European soccer tournament that's going on right now, uh, the Euro Soccer Championship, predicting France and many different things, but he's doing an amazing job at it. He, what he does is they set out three ice boxes with flags of, the, of different teams and a draw sign, and then uh, Watson will then Watson. select which one will win, and so far he is 100% on his uh, selection. Does it say how many selections he's made? Uh, no, it does not. Let's I'm going to say... He's, he's made seven. We'll say he's made seven. Yes, seven. Sure. 
Sure, but so Watson the Sea Lion, that is your new uh, superhero right there. I think that's who it's going to be. It's, it's got to be Watson. I mean, I like it. Yeah, Watson I mean, the Sea it's, Lion. I mean, it's hard. I know Paul can never be replaced, but I'm glad that Watson's stepping up. Watson now. the Sea Lion. So that is your new hero. All right, we've got one more story, and then I've got a very special ending to Ball Talk here. But uh, this next one is a competition that I think we may be able to adapt for here for Portland, maybe call it something else, but definitely a carrying competition. It's the Wife Carrying Championships that are taking place in Maine. The what? But the wife carrying championships. Okay. But I think we can, uh, even if you talk to wife, just people carrying championships. I think we can come up with something with this. And I would be interested in participating in this. So <gasps> you want someone to carry you? No, I hate it for people. <laughs> Maybe for this prize. Oh, Maybe for the prize. Did you guys hear that? Greg's asking to be carried. No, I am not asking to be carried. Um, someone should probably pick him up. He feels very lonely. <laughs> See, this is the problem with being a short guy, which if you haven't noticed, I am short. And uh, I'm a short American. And it's okay. I'm proud of that fact. But uh, the problem with being short is people always think they can pick you up. And this is a, this is a problem I've dealt with my whole life. So don't pick. If you see a short person, don't pick them up. Like, ask first. That's all I'm asking. This is Greg's PSA. <laughs> yeah. As a short American, the more you know. All Stop right. saying short American. I'm a short American. It's okay. I'm proud of it. Uh, so... <laughs> So the Wife Carrying Championships are going on in Newry, Maine. But here's the prize, though. So there's 44 competing couples. And the way it works is, well, I guess the guy carries the, the woman for as far as they can. So they've got a, a, a course they run. But the prize <laughs> is you, women, you win the women's weight in beer. And amount of cash equal to five times her weight. That's a lot of beer. Wait, so, so the, the woman has to weigh herself and the guy doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That seems that that part's a little weird. I mean, I thought it, like if they weighed both of them together, that would be and then like cut it in half or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it would be a good idea. So it's like, I mean, I guess you're winning a, a lot of beer, but you're winning a lot of beer. I mean, they won eleven cases of beer. Would you let somebody carry you for through this? I don't. I don't know. Probably not. Okay, so you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to. I win. could carry you though. Yeah, that's probably how it works. All right. <laughs> All right, a bet has just been made out here today. We will see how long. Landmark uh, may provide, uh, win our weight in uh, Not Your Mom's Iced Tea. Oh, my goodness. And maybe some monkey food. shoulder scotch. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. Anyway, there's that one. Let's close it out on this. So one of the things that, uh, uh, that I do like to do in Ball Talk is subject people to terrible fan songs. And everyone loves it. I get so many emails of people who are like, so Greg, please play more terrible fan songs. Especially from Keelan. He loves them the most. Keelan King, right there in the back, mm-hmm. uh, loves it when I play terrible fan songs <laughs> that get like 50,000 views. But I decided to not play a new one today. I decided to play a greatest hit. And it comes from an American legend. Oh, no. Sarah, you spoiled my surprise. Whoopsie daisy. That's live. We'll snap and we'll uh, edit Snap it. and no. take it out and post. All right, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's Scott Stapp with his Marlin song. We want strikeouts, double Come on, Scott Craig. The crowd. Who doesn't love this song? Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Come on. Scott Stapp these days. I don't know? know. Is he alive? I don't know. Somebody actually sent me this song the other day, and they're like, "Sir, you have to hear this song." I'm like, "I'm old school, Scott Stapp." <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's that's good. So, Scott Stapp, Marlin Sword. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk.
Well, maybe we should bring up some actual music. We are hitting Sarah. our marks, Greg. We are just We're hitting the marks. See, this is why we have a list. You have to follow oh the list. Oh my God, you and your goddamn list. I mean, my list. All right, so uh, I think it's time we bring up some actual musicians here. But, uh, some real musicians? Stage. Some real musicians. So if you haven't seen the video already, there is a new album out by a band called The Praetorians. And in this video, I uh, die three times. <laughs> I am killed mercilessly in the woods. I went out to... It's uh, ama- well, in the first one, too, you actually thought that there might be some sort of... Yeah, if you've seen the video, so there are three members of this band. We're bringing up two right now. And, uh, and in the, the video, there's actually me standing there, and I get stabbed with a sword <laughs> by a guy by the name of Damond, who's not here today. Damond scared the shit out of me. So behind the scenes, those were real weapons that we were using. And I was at an angle down below him, literally tied up, at which uh, you should have Thank seen... Yeah, you should have seen the looks that we got. This was a public park that we were filming in. So it was really funny watching the uh, old white couples that would walk by and see me running away from three black men. So, 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 so this one, though, I'm tied up, and Damon's standing there with a the sword, and clearly he's never actually held a weapon. So in between the takes, it's like, so I'm supposed to, like, stab him and, like, cut him and just, like, you know, where, where do I put it? And I'm standing there like, God damn it, dude, that's a real sword. That is a real sword. <laughs> And he's clumsy, and I'm, I swear to God, I thought I was actually going to die. And you're so clumsy, the acting, and that would definitely end in you being stabbed. The acting's fairly real. I was legitimately scared in that thing. <laughs> but uh, we have the other two members here with us right now. The voice of the Fun Employment Radio Network, Mr. Keela King. Yeah! And Sean Wynn. Yes, Sean! The Praetorians! Two of the three Praetorians. <laughs> oh, there's the microphone right over there. Gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Hi, white people. Oh, wait, let me, uh, we gotta flip it on. <laughs> Hi, Keelan. <laughs> oh, wait, here, the Greg's fiddling with the knobs a little. I'm fiddling. That's, Are that's you a weird fiddling way to say with it. my, never mind. Oh, God, that's a different <laughs> kind of show. Gotta fiddle with your knobs. Did you watch Eyes Wide Shut too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like three times. Three times? Really? Today. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you wa- when you watch it, did you watch it by yourself or with other people? No, we have a group. Okay. <laughs> do you have like a car- Do you have a guy who lays like face down on the carpet and wiggles around a little bit? Oh uh, well, see, we do that at the lottery system. We have to like. Okay. <laughs> you have to win that role. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got Sean here, everybody. Hey. Good round of applause for Sean. And the uh, you really are the voice of the Fun Employment Radio Network. He really it is. is. golden. And we have Mr. Keelan King. Hey, guys. You know, it's funny that like when I'm in a room and that's on, I just turn and look at whoever's in the room and just smile at them. <laughs> and, and wait to see if they recognize that it's my voice. What Keelan's talking about is this. Oh. Oh, as you... No, Greg. no, 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 you're good. Okay, well, I, um, I played it. Sarah, the buttons. The buttons? The buttons! Okay, wait, maybe wait. that was technically slightly my fault. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Those dulcet tones. Yeah, man. Battlestar Galactica, yeah, man. come on! And it's hilarious because I don't know if they knew this when they did it at the time, but like, I went on like a fantastic Twitter rant about how much I hated that show. <laughs> I know! <laughs> 
Like, guess what, Keelan? That's going to be behind you. I lost I don't know how many hundreds of followers just, <laughs> just ranting about all the plot holes. And well, you like that, that show with the uh, the Muppets, right? Farscape or whatever? Yes, yeah. I like Farscape, and it's not Muppets in space, <laughs> goddammit. Farscape is the I shit. I don't know if Mike is a strong enough word. Are you a fan of Farscape as well? He's actually forcing me to watch it now. What do you... It's, yeah. I, I tried... Yeah. I tried you didn't try. to, but... You didn't try. If you tried, I you'd love it. I looked at the pictures, it. they looked so silly, I couldn't do it. But. Yeah, see, this is why you didn't try. I know, I But did. you know, I felt that way about Eyes Wide Shut. I saw, like, <laughs> na- naked white people and masks and shit, and I was just like, I can't, so I don't know. So many naked white people. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. <laughs> it is, yeah, I think it's pretty much all white it's people. It's scary, yeah. man. It's a very white thing to do, it's to have terrifying. a party with masks where you... I don't think there was a person of color in that entire movie, actually. If I just went to my black friends and was like, hey, guys, so what we're going to (laughs) do is we're going to have a big-ass party. Everybody going to drink. We're going to have some some cognac and some black and miles. Everybody going to get naked, and we're going to wear masks. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to go over very well, man. By the way, I'm cutting out that piece of audio, and I'm just using that next time you (laughs) Oh, man. Promo. We've got past guests such as oh, Kaylin till, King. Oh, God, wait till I go home. <laughs> I think that'd be, the, that'd be the end of you for sure. It would. I, I would have lost all my friends. All right, well, let's talk about the Praetorians, your new group. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I want to know, how did you uh, come about deciding to work on this project together? Get, coming up with the Praetorians, the concepts, everything going with it. Well, um, initially, uh, as some of you might know, um, my last project was uh, the Star Pilot series. Woo! Uh, none other than uh, Greg Nibbler played the infamous General Prang. Yeah, you um, really like to kill me in your projects. Yeah, man. That's like, yeah. hey, if I can make you die as many times as possible <laughs> in my projects, they're successful. And I played as bitch of an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so what I did was I got done with that project and decided, all right, I want, you know, I always am wanting to do something new. And so I just kind of ran out of ideas and right before, <laughs> that's not a very good selling point. Well, no, no. <laughs> let me let me finish. I'd run out of ideas, and I was like, "Well, I want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again." Mm. And so um, I started thinking, and this was right before my move, right around election time. And what I started to see was that all my friends were like really upset. <laughs> they were all they were all unhappy. They were all like, "What are we going to do now?" Mm. Everything. And so I was one of those friends he's talking about <laughs> us. One, one, one of the things that I that I felt after the election was that I um I needed something that allowed me to I'm not a protest guy, so I'm not going to be downtown getting kicked in the face by the cops. Like I'm just I'm not that dude. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm look, I will vote, but I'm not a run around and get everyone else to go vote kind of guy either. So, um what I tried to think of was how can I do something that's going to, you know, allow me to have a voice in the middle of all this stuff. And what I realized was that not only was I disappointed, not only was I sad, but I was angry. And I was angry in a way that, you know, a lot of times when, when you get that angry about things, and the election is perfect framing for this, but it, it goes for just about anything in life, is that you get that angry about something, you can do one or two things. You get angry and you just kind of like, pull yourself out of everything and go away and just kind of lock yourself in a room and be done with it. Or you use that anger to feel yourself to get out and go do things and to fight and to keep moving and doing things like that. And so once I realized that I was angry, I was like, all right, well, one of the things that I know I can do and that that I can do well is voice that anger through music. And so when I started to do that, I wrote the first song uh, and I sent it to Sean. And I was just like, so here I'm thinking about doing this thing. Um... What do you think? Like, I'm just, 
this is just the first thing. And Sean, Sean's uh, uh, basically. Let, let, let me, yeah. No, he sent it to me, and he <laughs> sent it so nonchalant, like, you know, well, I got this thing, and here, just tell me what you think of it, and blah, blah, blah. Because Keelan often doesn't, you know, want to, like, pat himself on the back. But he sent it to me, and I, I immediately was like, what is this? When are we doing this? I'm in. You're not asking me. I'm in. I'm telling you. So <laughs> yeah. Let's get started right now. <laughs> yeah, his response is basically, I'm in. And so from that point forward, uh, I went around about writing just a series of songs that, um, as I explained to Sean when I, when I got into thinking about the project, was um, the Praetorians project is embodying the emotion of war to inspire people mm-hmm. to not give up. Don't lay down. Even when you feel like you're beaten, get up, kick some ass, and go out there. And so when people hear the music, yes, it sounds on the surface like, oh, this is just some violent, hey, we're going to kill people shit. Which, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it, is. it can be. It can be a lot. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but ultimately, it, what, what it is is that, is that feeling of going out and killing your obstacles. Whatever's standing in front of you, whatever's, whatever's pissing you off, a lot of people, you know, they, they get, they're afraid of the things that are standing in front of them. Mm-hmm. And instead of going out and, and, and taking the attitude that you're going to be the aggressor, people feel like, oh, I have to deal with this circumstance. This is happening to me. This is a thing. So what I wanted to do with this project is to give people that, that raw anger, that emotion, and even, you know, a little bit of the violent description in the music to, for people to use that as fuel to, you know, basically get off your ass, don't give up. And go kick mm. kick something in the face. Yeah, do something, whatever yeah, you right. feel like doing. Yeah, that's right. That's a fucking great description. Yeah. And was the song that you sent to Sean was that fear? No, actually, I sent uh, "War," which is the first um, song off of the new project "War Music," uh, which I actually have here. So. Um, oh, you got it. It is ready. It is ready, yeah. it, it is ready just, but, it, I will, but I, I I've only brought that it. one with me just to kind of show it, show yeah. people. It's yeah. so right. pretty. So. Uh, Keelan and Sean, you guys are going to perform here in just a minute, but where can people get your album? Uh, you can get the Beautiful. song Fear. If you go to Praetorians.com, uh, P-R-E-Y-T-O-R-I-A-N-S.com, uh, uh, you can get the single there. You can watch the video. Um, you can actually pre-order uh, the digital copies of the EP. It's actually the disc. It's actually a dual EP. So there's two versions of the EP. Uh, there's a Future Wars version and a Past Wars version. Um, and just to give you a quick synopsis on that, the Future Wars version is all of the kind of modern day electronic instruments and that kind of styling. Uh, Past Wars is we took it back and used kind of a more classical instrument base uh, to give it kind of an old, old I like sound. to say that the Past Wars is more guttural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a little more raw and a little more, you know... It, it, I like to describe it as, 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 a, as a harsher time because it, it does make you feel like, oh, wait, we've gone you know, back in time to Future Wars is definitely like it'll embody the feeling that you're supposed to get, you know, for now. And it's, but past wars will definitely make you walk down the street different. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have, and Greg, you have Sean to thank for, for the, the video because I actually was just kind of like, eh, fear. Eh, and Sean was like, no. Fear is going to be the first song that we do. Well, and I'll say this, because I know we got to wrap up, because you guys are going to be performing, but uh, Keelan asked me to be in the video, 
And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, uh, what's the concept? Okay, I'm going to die a lot. All right. <laughs> and then I'm like, God, this song better be good if I'm going to die in it a whole bunch. Because yeah, yeah. going to be out there but everywhere. it's Keelan, so you know that it's He given. texted me back. He's like, well, you're lucky the song is good because I die a lot. Like, this better not yes. suck, dude. <laughs> yeah. so, I died and this song is shit. <laughs> no, it is an absolutely incredible song. And the whole album, uh, I haven't even heard all of it. But you're going to perform some of it right now yeah. as we get yeah. up. So uh, with this, we're going to wrap up our live show and say thank you, everyone, for coming out. Thanks, everybody. This is so much thank fun. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're hoping this is the first of many. Big thank you to Landmark Saloon, to Sam. To Monkey Shoulder Scott. Monkey Not Shoulder Scott. Tea, to Junior, to all of you. Thank and you. Sean, to and Sean thank you so Keelan. much. Uh, we're still going to be here for the rest of the afternoon. We've got Fun Employment Radio Bingo. It's going to be happening in about an hour. So you'll get to see all the public that didn't get to see this part uh, here in a little bit. Um, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you to Bike Gallery. I think everybody's got a, a, a discount or a, what was no, it? No, you have a $10. Yeah, that's actually like literally worth cash money. So that it's $10. Go to Bike Gallery. Spend it. Get whatever you want. Get some gloves. Have it toward a helmet, a bike, whatever you choose. Please use that or hand it off to a friend that uses it. Uh, yeah, make sure... Those get used. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really appreciate it. You can send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Uh, this has been the Fun Employment Radio Experience. You're all awesome. I love you all so much. Thank and you. now we give you the Praetorians. Sorry.